0: I mean, every interaction you have in life, there's always a power dynamic. You're trying to impress, or you're trying to be impressed. I feel, and it's—I think—it shows a lot about you and the people you're interacting with. Depending on how comfortable they are articulating things like that, because like right now, you're—you're you're being very comfortable with me, when you just sit down. <laughs> like, you're on—you're basically lower than me. Like you're sitting on a beanbag, I'm on a chair.
1: Maybe I'm just trying to show you my um legs. Um, That's a weird way to start a podcast. I, I, <laughs> fucking... QT theme music. <laughs> Should I actually put music in there? No, we're not editing this. We're not. I'm, like... I'm going to edit it. a bit. You don't edit it. The fuck you! Know, I'm going to edit it. It's too much work. Oh, okay. Anyways, this this podcast is brought to you by oh. NYAD. They offer us free scholarship. Oh yeah. Actually, that. scholarship is free.
0: Yeah, free scholarship is a. It's like when someone says, "I'll repeat that again." What the fuck do you mean? Like, oh, wait, are we swearing? Yeah. Apparently, we're establishing the boundaries as we go. You know, uh, have you seen Seven Psychopaths, that film? Okay, there's a part in that film which I really love where it, this guy is writing a script and he knows he wants a monk there, but he doesn't know how to incorporate him. And at the end, the other guy who kills someone, I'm so vague right now, I'm sorry. I don't remember the character names. But he explains the story about how this monk is trying to kill someone in this in this hypothetical script within the movie. And it's very interesting because it's like a moment of calm in this hectic movie. And I, I was reading a poem in class today in my introductory writing class. Yeah, just plug plugging that in there, fuck, 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 and we were doing this poem where this is the, called "Relax," and it's like a series of things like, oh, you're you're going to die one day, your wife is going to cheat on you, your daughter is going to want to plug her heart into every life socket she sees, and your son is going to sell your fridge for drug money. It gets really, really in your face, and it's called "Relax," so it's super weird because it's juxtaposing that, and then there's suddenly. There's this Buddhist proverb and it says halfway through the like two-thirds through the poem where the proverb is basically this woman is being chased by a tiger, right? And she uh she's up in a hill and she's being chased by a tiger and she sees this vine that ha- not not vine the site, like a little vine, like a creeper that is dangling, and she starts climbing down to escape the tiger because the ca- tiger can't climb down. And halfway through the vine, she looks down and she realizes there's a tiger down the hill as well. And and then she sees two mice up, up above from where she ran away from originally, from the original tiger. They come to the edge and start, like, biting at the vine. So she realizes that it's going to tear, right? And then, I mean, in this moment, this woman is, like, freaked out, obviously, because she's been scared of the tiger and she realizes now she's going to die. And then she sees this small little strawberry growing on the vine. And she realizes after real, and, and you know what she does? What do you She eats the strawberry. Of course. And that's it. Like, and that's it. I don't get
1: it, but it sounds impressive.
0: It's impressive. Like, I mean, it's so beautiful because she knows she's going to die. And she sees that the, like, not only is she going to die, regardless so of where she goes, she also sees that the mice are kind of making the choice for her, and it's all going to end badly. And then she sees a little strawberry. And I guess it's just, you're, when your life is completely falling apart, when everything is going bad, when you are having the worst moment in your life, just notice a strawberry and just enjoy the strawberry because, like, things are gonna be shit no matter what you do. You might as well make the most of that little, 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 little things. I don't know. It, it really struck me. It's 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 so fucking pretentious, <laughs> but it's like it's it's like a true. Yeah, I can I can see stop that. to taste the strawberries. Like you know, people say stop to st- smell the flowers, and if you are having a bad time, like just like. I don't know. It, it it was profound, yeah. What 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 about you? What 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 do you think?
1: I think it's a good story. Would and um mm-hmm. yeah. I don't have that many sad are we doing the sad thing?
0: I think we're doing the sad thing. Wait, mm-hmm. this is called sad. Like, no, what, what was the name we were going I don't through? know, we're just free
1: balling at this point. It's uh, fine. Okay. It's the first it's the first episode. The first episode everything is shit, except maybe Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, Game of Thrones is really good. Game of
1: Thrones is the obvious exception to you know, you've seen Crash Course, like, World History, right? Yeah, yeah, John Green. Yeah, it's like, um, like, every bit they they, they do where they, like, they're talking about something and everyone did it. And then there's this thing, like, yeah, exception is the Mongols. Yeah, the Mongols. And, and like,
0: they play that clip, right? Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. yeah. Yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, we're shit right now, but we'll get better. Yeah, no, it's... We're continuing. We're not giving up yet. You're making them think they can, like, tune away. No, yeah, I mean,
1: like, we free to tune away. Because... because. No, but, like, it's it's a podcast about making people sad, right? If, like, so they need to, like, be able to walk out. Because we don't want to depress them. We actually don't want to depress but them. I don't want to... I,
0: I, I feel being sad is... It's, it's it's. I was talking to my friend the other day. Huh? Not the other day, but, like, a long time ago. And I said, you know, like, I, I feel that every person has, like, a basic state. And my basic state is just sad. Huh? And it's, like... Different people have different status quos, right, in their life. And if your status quo is just sad, what are you gonna do about it? Like <laughs> I guess that's the that's the difference between people. I feel like what's your base state? It's like it's like Pokemon and types, right? You can't like you can't go to Pikachu and say, Don't shock me. What the fuck is the Pikachu going to do except shock you? Like I mean it's electric type.
1: Can you give me the Pikachu face? Uh, Pikachu feel it so cool. you can shock the Pikachu if you know what I mean anyways do you think the po- this podcast would actually like? would you listen I mean of course you would listen to this podcast right because we're making it but like do you think it would like I don't know like help you would you enjoy
0: it if there's some other people talking about like what makes them sad I mean I think so there was that remember that uh, Kickstarter thing that got famous when he just said I'm gonna make potatoes like egg salad Wait, what? Isn't, don't you know, this, this is the story of, like, a, it, there was this whole South Park parody of Kickstarter and stuff like that, and, like, that part moment in time when everyone was making Kickstarters. Well, this dude was like, I'm going to make egg salad and start a Kickstarter page. And it got, like, thousands of dollars. And he, and he... When was this? Like, it was long, like, probably, fuck, I don't know, like, 10 years ago now, I'm not sure. It's a long time ago. But my question is two things. One is, why do you listen to podcasts? And, like, podcasts are, like, important in your life, right? Like, yeah. Like, why? Why why do you do it? There's, like, okay, so in my
1: podcast feeds, there's, like, three types of podcasts, right? One of them is sports. It's, like, I just, like, talking about sports. I like hearing about sports. Mm -hmm. It's just nice to listen to. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, its own world where I can just, like, you know, like, escape all the bullshit and just, like, listen, hear, like, I don't know. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. the other is like informative like news kind of podcasts mm-hmm. and i don't know i don't know how to categorize the other one but they're mostly like ones that i used to fall asleep mm-hmm. so like you know game of thrones podcast movies podcast and yeah stuff like that and it's just i don't know i just like hearing things i guess i uh, guess yeah but yeah it
0: was third day
1: yeah, the, the 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 ones that I used oh, use. Oh, Steve, oh,
0: well, Steve. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't use the information. I d- yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not really just like, There was no, it's hard <laughs> to know just the difference between those two. But, you know, I think it's important to also tell like interesting things. So, like, no, no, it's your turn to like contribute something interesting. Like, w- what's something interesting that you know about? Don't don't look at my phone. No, just... I, I, I want to make sure it's recording, okay? <laughs> it is recording. I think you might get a video call or something and I stop recording. Not why would someone video call me? At, what time is it? I don't know. Like it's it's one a.m. in the morning. <laughs> don't give me away how sad we are. We're not sad. <laughs> it's it's always one a.m. somewhere in the world. That's just how it's, it's like. How, it's always Saturday somewhere in the world, right? Is it though? Yeah, because I don't, don't think all... that's how dates for... oh, are. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's always the weekend somewhere because different cultures have different weekends, right? See, if you think about it like that, I don't think any culture has Wednesday as a weekend, but some parts of the world they have like three day work weeks or four day work weeks I don't are know you, yeah, like, you, I feel like you're bullshitting this, I, you, <laughs> this just to sound impressive you're supposed to be that's the thing I it's that it's how you're never supposed to say you don't know something right <coughs> they teach you like yeah, yeah, yeah. take the minimal of what you know if someone asks you is this true that means they like nine out of ten times they don't know if it's true or not so you can say whatever you want no one does it but it's like it's so it's like Do you know if this actor was born on this date? Yeah, sure. I don't really know. But if you're asking me, you don't fucking know either. (laughs) And like, if they had access... And and now, see, there's two ways that can go. One is that they agree. And later they found out they're wrong. But then you're not there for the embarrassment of being called out. Second, they call you out. They check it and they call you out. Then you're like, well, it was a social... Like, I was checking. It was a social experiment. Like, why don't you just check before you ask? Like, do your homework. Right? So how was uh, Florence?
1: Florence was um, epic. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's most things sad about Florence they can talk about. You know, fitting into the theme of the podcast and this episode. No? I,
0: I I, mean, we'll get to the sad part. It's, the sad part is always there. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole premise of this podcast is sad. I mean, life is sad, don't you think?
1: I do think life is sad. Why is life sad? Because, I don't know, it's, it's like, sad. I mean, back, going back to what you said, I think happiness is, like, it's, like, you know, it's, like, a spectrograph or, like, the baseline and then there's this excitation that, like, is a vertical line and then everything else is just, like, baseline. It just depends upon how yeah. your baseline is. And I feel like, for most people, if, if it's not sad,
0: it's the absence of happiness. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know, something about, like, it makes me so, like, so worried when I see someone Who's happy all the time Because It just seems so draining to me To have to be happy Like it becomes work I feel like mm-hmm. I don't think they're happy all the time though. It's just happy as in You
1: feed their happy But like yeah. You never know if they're Like truly happy Because like Smiling isn't happiness True. It's just You just You just get used to it
0: Yeah It's yeah. like
1: You know A muscle A relaxation a contraction of a muscle
0: mm. You
1: just perceive You just perceive it as happiness
0: Yeah It's like I had a friend who was, like, a relatively good friend, but they weren't, like, really close to me. Mm-hmm. And one day they were, they asked me, like how, are you ha- like, how are you so happy all the time? And I realized I wasn't really that close to them. Because if you know me, you know me. I'm very, very not happy. Like, I'm not, it's not like a cry for help or anything. It's just, like, I mean, if you're comfortable with someone, I feel you just become less you feel a less of a need to perform because we're always performing like we have these perfect lives Mm -hmm. and when we introduce ourselves to someone or like when you meet a groups of a group of people or groups of people it's just you put on this bite-sized version of all your best qualities in one in a quick punch because you want to be friends with them and i guess most people you meet in the world you don't want to have like you don't really have an urge to have a genuine connection with you just want to make a good impression and generally that's it but well, I mean, if you actually, it I guess that's what's scary about if you really find someone interesting and you want to be their friend, there's this paranoia of like, at some point, I, I can't just be like, you know, what do you call it? Uh, an airplane meal. Like, you know how in Fight Club, mm-hmm. he talks about how single serving people on airplanes sitting next to him because he, you just meet them for over the course of one flight and then it's over and I feel that's like how it is with people if when you meet them generally but you real when you want to keep having the same thing over and over again you're, you can't just be a single serving bundle of joy to the person you meet and that's so I mean for a lot of people I feel that's really hard to do because like when do you transition from oh we just meet sometimes we're just like you know we say hi in the hallways to I want to spend time with you because you're a cool person Cause there's, I think, a a very strong shift in personalities for me between those two points, and it's scary because you don't feel like you'll be accepted on both sides. What do you? What, what about what? What are your views on this? I mean, mm. it bothers me.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can agree with that mm-hmm. because there is like there is definitely um like a difference between how I like I don't know how I think i like i mean basically if you're spending time with a person you you definitely have to be a lot more like vulnerable right and i feel like i mean at least i struggle with that a lot because you don't you don't really know what how much is too much information (laughs) yeah Uh, do i let them in on all of my dark secrets or do i just start off by the fact that i you know pee while i'm shouting something like that Yeah, no, too much? Is that too much information? No, that's not not too much information. Sorry, viewers, you know, everyone everyone, everyone
0: does this. Does everyone do this? Do you do this? You do this. I I don't know. It's convenient, okay? Don't tell my roommate. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I get what you're saying. I mean, that's basically it. It's just. I mean, that's what scares me about, like, couples in a sense it's just how do you know like i'm just assuming like because you don't know whether something's a boundary until you reach it right i mean, think that, that that perfectly captures my my problem with a lot of things i mean in general socially i'm not the most adept person and i'm guessing you're not a social butterfly there you, i have like three friends <laughs> but I, I mean it's just you can't know something is a boundary until you reach it. But the point about reaching that is, if you've reached it and it's it's it is a boundary, it's often already too late. You've already started going down the wrong path, and that's that's such a. And I guess for some people that's easier to do than others. But for someone who doesn't put themselves out there that much, and like you're saying, vulnerability is hard. It's it's you're so afraid of reaching that that you never try and initiate. Like it's it's how extreme situations if if you share an extreme situation with someone you your bond gets stronger because you've just been in a position where you had to forced into a state of like lack of pretension as mm. a, opposed to like super superficialities of society mm. and but the thing is it's 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 putting yourself under stress and i don't want to put myself under stress we've got a lot of stress going on there yeah. Like, yeah yeah I mean, you're 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 doing a job right now, and you're cycling. Why why do you cycle so much? I I, I can't cycle. It's fun. It's like it's like the
1: minimal physical effort. Like you don't. It's like walking, but better. Basically,
0: it's like running, but better. Cycling. Exactly. Walking, but better. <laughs> running, but better. Like are you, it's like the greatest advertising. Well, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's 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 a it's a neat fit. Like, however dormant you are, you know that like get, doing a little bit of physical activity is it's sort of like it's feeds nice right mm-hmm. so i feel like it's like the minimal physical activity i can do without completely like stressing or like you know having like painful i don't know, like muscle tension or something like that because mm. I, I i briefly tried gym uh yeah back before college yeah um like for a week mm. and i didn't like it it was just too much too much work and too much like basically I'm I'm too messy of a person to have a constant schedule as well. So um and my sleep cycle doesn't fit into this typical person's sleep cycle. So A it was um I'd be going to the gym late at night mostly at like six, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh which isn't the best time for your body because you've just taken a you know, woken up, done your stuff and then uh and B it's like it's a it's like my routine is too changing to have a stable stable um like gym life. So I feel like cycling is like you I can just take my cycle out and go like out right now at one AM and people will be like, Yeah, he's like it's kinda it's kinda weird, but like, you know, that's just what he does. While if you go to the gym at one AM people will be like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: we can't go to the gym at oh, yeah, one AM. Twenty yeah, yeah. 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 four gym gyms are at yeah. ten. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I guess I don't know, it's it's weird how physical activity has to be like this thing we set time aside for like back in the day when we were hunter gatherers and shit i was hunting i was hunting so many lions it was crazy sh- so many wrong things like we can- you know why we don't eat carniv- you know why we don't eat carnivores because like through know the 10% rule entropy so many things going we on we didn't kill we, we don't like we kind of
1: eat we just like change them to be more tasty not lions.
0: We can't cats eat... Cats are
1: evolved lions. Yeah, no, but we don't eat cats that much either. Some people do. Yeah, but the whole, like... No, but like, even, like, cows and stuff, they're evolved, like, buffaloes and wild animals. But then
0: herbivores are different, because they're getting... They're, it's more efficient to eat herb- herbivores. Really? Yeah, that's why we eat... That's why we don't eat meat. On, on average, we don't really eat as... Let's just say, statistically, we eat a lot more of... Like, animals that are herbivores, than carnivores. It's because... Do you not know this? I took environmental systems and societies in high school. I know this shit, like... Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's. Stop checking education. Okay, not all of us can fa-
1: afford the fancy... Fancy education. I Me, myself, I went to public
0: school. <laughs> you, you did... You did a foreign board as well. Like, you did the A-levels. Don't mention my private details. Yeah, you said fancy board. I did the IP, like... Yeah, it's it's fancy. It's in Switzerland. They have the they have the particle accelerator. Hard-on oh, yeah. collider. Hard-on collider. Hard-on collider is hadron, right? Yeah. But, remember, that thing was opening like, oh fuck, it's probably like 12 years ago now, 10 years. At least over a decade ago it opened, right? The first experiment started. Like CERN. I thought it was later. Okay. Well, some sort of experiment started right over a decade ago around that time. And there used to be these news reports saying that, oh, end of the world. They're trying to create a black hole. Yeah, right? And, and that, that's fine because they evaporate so quickly, like what they're trying to do. I, I, don't, I have no idea about physics, but I'm just trying to get a point across. And, and I used to be terrified that I was going to die. Legit, and my dad used to keep telling me about shit like this, and I used to be terrified. And one day there was this news report about this g- woman who killed herself because she was scared that something bad was going to happen. And I don't even know if this was a real news report. I just knew I was paranoid. As- I-, I just wanted them to stop. I wanted the scientists to stop. I was like, what are they doing? I had I had a vague idea of black holes. Black holes and earthquakes were my irrational fears of dying when I was a kid. I wasn't scared of airplanes. I'm scared of airplanes now. Like fights, I'm like no 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 no, but black holes and earthquakes jesus christ terrified me by the time the actual earthquake happened i was like by then i it wasn't after actually experiencing an earthquake i was less scared of earthquakes mm-hmm. cuz for some reason i just thought i was going to die like what i don't I, I like i feel like it will be if you're like
1: easily scared right mm-hmm. The earthquake was, like, way worse. I mean, of course, it was way worse for you than normal more, more people. Because, like, it's it's the panic that kills you. It's not the actual thing. It's like... Did you just say it's the panic it that is. kills it you? Is. No, it's the piece of brick falling on you that kills you. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, like... Yeah. like statistically yes yes yes. statistically yes (laughs) well what i'm trying to say is yeah sure the earthquake is it kills people it's no joke right let's not laugh about it we both experienced a really tragic event but the thing is once you're out there once you're out of your room and you're like in this ground surrounded by people like the earthquake is done basically yeah sure there's after like tremors and that kind of stuff and you still have to be careful but at that point it's like the paranoia and the people who are like panicking around you and this stuff about like you know another ones that's gonna hit in like 3 p.m or something like that and like you're just like fuck you know what did I do to deserve this it's just it's like hell basically yeah your brain's like playing this like images and then you're you're like going like be sure if your grandma's okay and you're calling her and she's not picking her phone up and it's like you know, you want to be positive, but also like, you sort of have, like, you know, you're scared. It's just, I, it's in every disaster, if you're, like, that's, I think that's what, I mean, for me at least, that was the, that was the scariest part. Not the, you know, actual earthquake because then I was too, my brain was too occupied with fleeing to actually feel scared, but like, the aftermath was way, way more intense than the actual event. But yeah, it's a brick that
0: kills you, not the, um, the collapsing building, yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, it's it's like the physical versus a mental illness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in a sense, it's just, they're both very demanding. And, like, it might be more visible in one regard. You might literally be crushed under a pillar and die. But then again, it's, it's just for the majority of people, they're not going to die physically. Like, but yeah. it's the worst part for me in that sense was the fact that none of the phone lines would work. Oh, yeah. Because it was either they were damaged or there were too many people trying to call. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's so, I guess it, because, yeah, it's just very, it just, yeah, because in the moment, the adrenaline is pushes everything else aside. You're just, like, animalistic in your need to survive and not die. It's like, for all the civilization, we have all the culture, all the, you know, we are better than the animals we're more we're, we're an intellectual uh we're we're you know we're better than nature like we're beyond it almost when something like that happens you know it doesn't matter how many physics problems you can solve over the universe you run you run like your dogs like it's it's just so weird yeah
1: that's one of the main things that I feel um like AI is taking over the world is not that bad of an idea i mean for us yeah but like you know for the world Mm -hmm. because like we are i don't think like we have these limits that we can't cross and like from an evolutionary perspective it's just it's a recording right cool uh yeah can you edit this out please
0: you just said we're not gonna edit this is gonna
1: gonna be a
0: bitch to edit you know like finding this like i don't know how long we've been talking (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: If there's... For the one person who's listening to this, like, at this point, I love you. Uh, You know, come into my DMs. Anyways, don't fucking
0: whisper at me, okay? Yeah, I okay, cool, cool. You? I'm on. No, but you know what's... It just... This reminded me of when I had a YouTube channel. There used to be this one person who commented on our videos, right? And she and my friend... They just connect just over social media. This wasn't like five six years ago. And then she and I was go, going. I went back to your videos recently, and she had commented like three years after that, saying, "Oh, I haven't watched your videos in so long. I forgot how fun it how funny they were and how fun it was to watch them because we were like young people being making terrible videos. But like, it's like you put something out there, and so, there's always like there's always a chance of someone appreciating your just your like shocking." Like how terrible things are, because like I feel being really good and being really bad are unified in the sense that they're exceptional. Mediocre. There's too many mediocre things, which are. I feel like the Room is famous because it's so bad, but then there's so many movies I wouldn't watch because they're just so average.
1: Great story, Mark.
0: Oof, that's yeah. But the fact that you can we quote the Room, I don't quote. The Hindi movie that came out three weeks ago because it's not bad. It's technically fine. It's just, it's just so lazy. I feel laziness is the most dangerous thing for like creating art and stuff. Because if you're being lazy with it, like, why are you you don't have anything to say. You can like say it badly because then I can feel emotion towards it. Just mind-numbing laziness annoys me so much more than mind-numbing hatred. Because I can live with hatred. Hatred is a song, strong emotion to feel. But like just nothing, like, it, like indifference is the scariest thing, mm. or of, of someone like it's not like almost kill you yet yeah, that's scary, but then, someone doesn't care if you die, that is what like, those people's minds I feel a lot of time. Oh yeah, it's
1: it's hard to, it's scary basically because I mean it's it's a wrong message to say people that like you know, it's better to be hated than to be. Like indifferent to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a word, but you know, sounds sounds like a word. I don't thing. speak English as a first language, so oh, yeah. stop judging me. Anyways, um yeah, yeah, like but yeah, like indifference is basically like ninety percent of the people I've never met with. Like I don't really I know them, but like, you know, it's just like I know them, that's it. I know their names, I know how they look like. Mm-hmm. I don't really like I don't really know them more than that and so like they don't really come into my mind and I I realize that like in 90% of the people I have met like I don't really come into their mind and it's just how it is yeah, yeah. it's kind of depressing it is it is it's just it's fitting in with the team the
0: yeah theme. Really, really going hard on that aren't we indeed but it's it's just it's just so sad dude like on average, I don't want to like really plug the name, but it's just so like there's so many people, and we 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 always try and contextualize our problems, but then what's the point of contextualizing because contextualizing implies that we share some sort of connection to them that we can be relative to them but indifference completely destroys any claim to relationship because it's like a rejection of empathy in the sense that uh how can i feel connected to someone who i don't have any feelings towards because connection implies you have an a, a, connection implies activity whereas indifference means passivity and how does contextualizing my pain next to someone else's half a world away change anything for anyone i mean i mean i'm just building off what i read in the perks of being a wildflower you probably watched the movie read the audio read and listened to the audiobook okay okay but anyway this was a really nice book when i was angsty and 16 or 17, I don't remember, or 15, I don't know, it was just like regular
1: going to puberty. Yeah,
0: basically. And there was this part where he says, I think if I ever had children, I wouldn't tell them that children were starving in China. Because it wouldn't change the fact that you're having your own problems, right? If if I punch someone in the gut and they cry out in pain if I punched you right now, would me immediately saying, well, there's war going on in some parts of the world and people are dying, change the fact that you got punched in the gut. I mean, yes, it can be the second thing you think about, but you're still going to feel the pain of the punch. It's not going to magically disappear. So it's it's hard for me sometimes to reconcile those two facts. Like, obviously, you're supposed to think about other people. Because otherwise you just take this... Th- then you stop being human because mm. you're just being, mm. like, robotic. But then knowing doesn't change things, right? Mm. I think it always comes down to that. Mm. Yeah, I I, I...
1: I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah, would you think, like... Would you rather live a life that's like this or would you rather live, like, a life where it literally, like... It, it's basically robotic. You're... You know other people. You know their problems, and they it's like a, it's like a, like a complete. I mean, utopian or dystopian society where you can see what they're feeling, and they can see what you're feeling, and you're like, you know, cogs in a machine that just like work or do something that's like you have to do, and that's it. That's your life. That's ninety-five. Would you rather live that life, or would you? I don't know, like, the let's say that life which is, like, mediocrity in its entirety, right? Yeah. Or this life where, sure, you might have this burst of happiness, but in the end, it's just it's, like, 99%, like, constant state of, like, you know, sadness, and then there's, like, 1% burst of happiness, or, like, a 50% chance of, like, nothingness, basically.
0: Which would you choose? That's so hard to say. I mean, the romantic in me would just like to live this life, but It's for me, it comes down to something like what I talked with my friend about a long time ago, which was try like how we can talk about so many things in the universe because it's just impossible. Like, if someone says, Think about a space outside the universe, right? Nothing you think about will ever be able to conceptualize through imagination that because the universe just is, in the sense that you you can't picture anything else with anything you picture by virtue of the fact that you are a creature with capabilities of thought limited by the capacity of the universe to hold things, ideas. It's just saying the universe ends here, but then you can say plus one. It's like infinity plus one. That That's the thing, right? Like if you say infinity, you can't say plus one because infinity precludes any chances of adding anything to it. It's just everything there is. And it's. I feel sometimes that we're stuck in a box, it, it, like we're stuck in a box, and there's this wonderful world outside. But if you're stuck in a box with like black walls, you will never have a vocabulary to explain the world outside the box because it's not it's it's just a matter of your location and if you with the, these kinds of things it's like uh imagine imagine how hard it would be to go blind right mm-hmm. but the thing is if you're born blind you don't have a contextualization of sight so it like i can't imagine being blind because a blind person would never have the reference point of not being blind mm-hmm. It's this duality, and we were talking about this in class as well, about how uh, Hegel's master-slave dialectic, have you heard of that? I
1: have not. Although we did take the same philosophy class last semester. This was was taken by different professors, and uh, I'll have you know that my professor was better.
0: I I got a worse grade. Yeah, he got a worse grade. And then I changed my mind about the subject. (laughs) (laughs) But that was just me overreacting. But the whole dialectic idea is how the master and the slave exist in this relationship where each must recognize the other and the recognition of the master to the slave is one of the slave being the other and the slave must recognize the master's ownership over the slave. But then what arises from, it's this idea of uh, thesis, antithesis, and syn- synthesis. But then at its core, it's just about how both must have recognition from the other. And there's this critique of it saying the slave doesn't care if the master recognizes him, the master doesn't care if the slave recognizes him, the master just wants the slave to work for him. But I, I feel there's some truth in the sense that we're we're talking about Shakespeare's the Tempest. And what's interesting is: is a king a king if there are no subjects to call him a king? The king is based. The king exists as, as like a an individual with power because there are people who consider him a king. Now, if everyone doesn't con- everyone who's his subject doesn't consider him a king, he's not a king anymore, is he? Mm-hmm. So both the king must accept the subject for a subject, and a subject m- ex- must expect the king to be a king for there to be this power dynamic. And if you where
1: did we start with this? Um, imagine a scenario where you, would you be average or like, you know, have like a no, I mean, constant yeah. burst of, of happiness. Oh yeah.
0: So yes, yeah, uh, that's where we started. I had no idea how I got here, but I, I mean, what I'm trying to get at is I have the top seat derby, up and down and I would, I, and I think it's, I don't think you get to speak with, I mean, it's avoiding the question, but I feel that I would say that I'd like to have no feeling because I think that would be easier to deal with. Mm. But that's informed by the fact that I have the unsteady pulse, like someone who's generally been dead, but his heart sometimes just feels like, oh, today I'm going to go up and down. It's It's so hard to actually compare things that you've never experienced and so much of our conceptualizations of the world are based on things like that like hypotheticals are all based on but imagine that but i feel you can't really ever imagine that because to have actually come to a conclusion you must have experienced it but then that's complicated too like do you have to experience things to have an opinion i mean mass media doesn't seem to think that like no one seems to think that I mean reviews on reviews on reviews is what I judge what, what films to watch yeah. it's weird, it weird. It it's really sad